You're listening to the Backstage Pass podcast with Hannah Triggle, brought to you by Tom. Gami, hey, how are you? Hey, what's up, Hannah? I think it's super weird when we have a podcast. It's always like we always talk before it. <laughs> yeah. And then like once the podcast starts, you always have to go like, oh, okay, hey, how are you doing are again? You? <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about this. We did. We did. Um, for the people listening or watching, just tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, I go by the name of Gami. My real name is Philip. Um, I produce. So uh, I started out as a music producer. So uh, I mainly do hip hop beats and uh, like really Japanese-esque anime type beats and stuff. And uh, now I'm kind of developing into a vocal artist too. I realized that, you know, you've started to sing on your tracks. Uh, that's actually what I always wanted to do. Um, so I come from the hip hop scene. And yeah. uh, since I started out as a producer... I basically made beats for like years. So I would always like sit at home in my bedroom and just uh, make beats. And uh, I would always love to like freestyle over them. It was like my, like it used to be my secret little thing. Like I would make a beat and then I would just like, like kick a really whack freestyle over my beat. And uh, <laughs> did they, did they go out? Nah, those freestyles, they... not, nah, the beats, oh, yeah, really? but like not the freestyles. And um, yeah, then eventually I started doing YouTube and uh, at first I only uploaded my beats, but then uh, I started to um, also make videos of how I make my beats, kind of like behind the scenes videos. And yeah, um, yeah in those videos, uh, like I always freestyle when I make, like when I make beats, I can't like make a beat and when I like it, I have to like sing over it or like freestyle over it. So I did yeah. it in those videos. And then I seen that people actually respond to it well. And uh, everybody told me I should like put out tracks and stuff. And I always wanted to, but I, I don't know. I never like built up the courage to like be like, all right, I'm a rapper now. Because, you know, like people <laughs> view you as a producer. So uh, you kind of see yourself as a producer, if that makes sense. I'm an artist, I would say. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't like to just classify myself as one thing because it kind of limits me, I feel like. I mean, you you can probably relate to this. Like, in the beginning, when you first start, like, doing vocals, um, and for the people that are listening, it's probably, like, it's like when you record a voice note and send it to a friend and you listen to the voice note and you're like, what? Like, that's actually how I sound? Oh, my God. <laughs> and you, like, cringe yeah. at your own voice note. Like, I remember yeah. <laughs> I used to be like that. And with singing, is it's kind of like that, but a little more extreme because you actually try to sound good. And in right. the beginning, you're like, oh, this does not sound like I want it to sound. In my head, this sounds so good, <laughs> but this does not sound how I want this to sound. It's and, like when you sing in the shower, yeah. isn't it? You feel like you're like Celine Dion or, you know. Yeah, you're <laughs> sick in the shower. And then like you just record it and you're like, oh, this is whack. So I had to go through this like, I don't know, two year period or a couple year period where everything was just like, like a little whack and, uh, or until I was like comfortable with the whackness, I would say. <laughs> and now I'm at a point where I have songs that I actually like and that I think are dope. And, um, yeah, my vocal is still not where I want it to be, you know, or like my, um, my abilities, but at least like I have a feeling that I'm kind of growing 
towards it and that it's like enjoyable for listeners and for myself. Wow, yeah. I have to I remember to like... breathe, man. This is like, I'm, I'm on <laughs> these like big monologues and I stop breathing. <laughs> I remember when we met in, um, in Montreux for the festival that you yeah. were recording loads of different sounds just around in the day yeah that's that's what i like to do for videos because i was like oh okay maybe i'll make a cool video out of this and um but yeah i don't really record many sounds myself like i said it's kind of something i started doing when i started youtube and documenting more because eventually i came to a point where i was like okay um i want cool concepts for my videos and i want to um you know, like you have a little concept for it. Like maybe you make a beat from this weird instrument or this weird instrument just to make it interesting. And then yeah. I, I really started to like uh, organic sounds that I record. And I started to, um, for example, record my voice and use my voice as chords and just like stuff like that. So I do still use my voice. Um, or some one shots that are recorded, but it's not like something I'm like, like too nuts about. Like I really enjoy yeah. sampling my own voice, but that's yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> like a Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> no, more like more like a choir. So you record yeah. like a, a ooh, and then you just like play it as chords. It sounds it sounds really nice. Nowadays, I like to use splice. I think Splice is yeah. really cool. And in the producer community, there's a lot uh, of people also making like sample packs. Like um, my friend, uh, Stupid Lou, uh, he makes, for example, sample packs. And it's actually become kind of like a profession. Like people like Mario making Luciano. Yeah, yeah, like in hip hop, it's, it's sampling is really, really common in hip hop. I don't know if it's the same in pop and EDM. I feel like that's, it's more like in sessions, people just make stuff from from scratch or use splice. But in hip hop, it's samples can be a really personal thing. So, for example, mm -hmm. my friend Lou, he lives in Berlin, and um, he makes like he used to be a guitarist um, and play in a band and everything. And now he like makes hip hop beats and and uses samples or like creates his own like samples. So he sits there with like his guitar and Omnisphere and like logic open and just makes a sample that sounds really cool and does the whole melody and everything and then he like sends it to uh, producers in the states and they use it for like bigger songs for like i don't know lil tecca or like a boogie or like other people you know that's like really common now in the producer community to be like not a producer but even like a sample maker how do you go about finding people to collaborate with? Is it usually friends of friends? I think for me, like it's always been friends of friends, but I always wonder mm. from a producer's point of view, do you do you like put the feelers out there and see like if anyone wants to work with you or do you go after people to work with? So I used to really run after people uh, in the beginning. I was really into like, I just wanted to collab with people. I was like, oh man, I want to collab with you and you and you and you. And I don't know, nobody would write back in the beginning because, like, my beats were really whack. And then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, man. I'm going to just, like, do my own thing. You know, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to just uh, get really good and um, post my beats to YouTube. And then just people, like, hit me up. Yeah, usually it's people that I see on, like, Instagram or on, on YouTube that I think are really dope. And then I reach out. 
but it's like to be honest i wouldn't even see myself just as a producer anymore like it's not really like i used to have this like dream of just producing like a big hit for somebody or just like making the next travis scott thing or anything but that's not really what i'm after anymore i kind of really just want to produce like beats for myself kind of yeah. and like make songs over my own like beats and um collaborate with people on my beats that I really like you know so there's a lot of people that I think are so dope for example this guy uh, internet boy like he has so few followers but he is so insane like what I, kind of stuff does he do oh he makes like this really quirky very um chill like uh, trap and and like yeah. rap hip hop like it's really like melodic and like he sings on it and he has like a really cool way of like mixing things and it sounds I don't know it's really cool and um I reached out to him and like we made one song together and I I don't know like just stuff like that it's really just about sound just people that I think sound really good and then of course the friends of friends thing like when I'm in Berlin I usually stay at my friend's place. He lets me sleep there and he's a producer as well. And then we go to sessions and, you know, you collab with the people there in sessions and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you collaborate yeah. with people um, like on the internet or uh, how does it go for you? The majority of like remote collaborations that I've done have been very like specific in gen genre, always been EDM. Um, mm, okay. Like just, you know, like a top line for something or singing a vocal for something um but yeah i think like just being present on social media and putting music on youtube for me has kind of allowed people to find me and and like like you at the beginning when i was messaging people saying i want to write a song with you or like let's mm. work on a tune i never <laughs> you'd never get a response ever <laughs> yeah thanks. um which which is crazy because you know sometimes People would message me now, or like a DJ or a producer, and if they send a good song, then I'm like, I'm down. Like, I just love making music. So, do you like being independent? Oh, yeah. It's like my favorite thing. If I had, for example, a label and I would be working on an album, I would really like kind of feel boxed in into like my, in my creative freedom, if that makes sense. Because all of a sudden yeah. my music would have to be like good in the eyes of other people. Like right now I'm literally just making the music that I like and I put it out and then I let the people that like that music find it instead of just trying to please like a market or like an audience. Right. And I feel like that that music even does better whenever I'm like too concerned of like, oh, are the people that listen to my music gonna like this? Like that's always yeah. when like the the song turns out trash, and I don't know. Yeah. Every time I'm just like loose, it, it just turns out well. This is gonna sound awful, but like the less effort that I put in, the better yeah. the, the song <laughs> resonates. That's how with it people. is. That's and really I, how like, it is. Surely, if I you know make loads of content for something to promote it and like work really hard on a song, I'm like, surely that song deserves more than a song mm -hmm. that took me two seconds and you know you can never tell can you i guess what's gonna what's gonna connect with people and what's not and may, i think i don't know how it is for you but for me when i work on a song and i like 
know that it's good kind of um like you know when you're just like in in flow kind of when you're just like yeah. making a song and you're like oh wow okay you feel like you're literally putting in no effort because you're just i don't know you're just freestyling some top lines yeah, or some stuff and it just comes together like magically almost it's better because of that you know because you're you're like so in the moment and you're just so in the song that it doesn't feel like a lot of effort. Meanwhile, when you kind of force yourself to like make something on a day where you like, you know, you feel really wacky and you're just <laughs> like putting pressure on yourself. Yeah. Like everything feels like like effort, you know. It doesn't feel effortless. It's all like it's so hard to do. Sometimes I make a beat and it's really fast and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, wow, this sounds so amazing. Where did this come from?" You know, like after like when I listen to it the next day, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And it sounds yeah, so it's complex. It's always better the next day. <laughs> yeah. And it used to be the other way around. You would make something like, oh, this oh, is yeah. sick. And then next day you're like, oh, what have I done? But yeah. Uh, yeah, but then I listen to it and it sounds really complex. But I remember how I made it and it's not complex at all. It was just like the presets that I used for the sounds. Like sometimes when you listen to stuff and there's like artifacts of noises or you know like tales of reverbs or mm -hmm. I think before I really knew a lot about production I always thought that that stuff was like and and in some songs it is but I thought that that stuff was always super fine-tuned and always really really thought through but actually it's just sometimes like a preset that's just <laughs> tailing off <laughs> yeah It's just the dude going through different presets and being like, yeah. oh, this sounds sick. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's also, yeah, I mean, also, obviously, uh, I feel like the really good songs sometimes go through a couple of hands, you know? So it's yeah. like, you know, maybe you have a songwriter the in the session. Yeah. And you have like the engineer is really good that records it. And then the mixing engineer is really good too. And everybody comes together in like a collaborative way like yesterday i was making a beat with my friend and my friend um doesn't even produce like he just came over like to hang out and uh he told me like uh what to put into the beat you know can you work and just ha have someone giving you all of the nah, direction or? i hate it i hate it <laughs> I, i told him because when um when he uh was like oh let's make a beat i was like nah bro you're not gonna like what i like and it's gonna be annoying For both of us, when you say I should be this, and he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, you just do it your way, and I just give you cool ideas." And it's like, "Okay, let's try it." And um, he's like, "Yeah, oh, this needs some strings," <laughs> and like, "Oh, this needs some rain sounds." <laughs> like, okay, and uh, it came out really nice. I was like, "Wow, oh, cool. this this came out great," and he's like, "No, nah, the strings should be simple." You know, he didn't say, "Yo, this gotta be an E or this gotta be an F sharp or something." It was like. Yeah, yeah, just simple strings. Like, it, it was really basic ideas, but it came out really cool. What do you, you yeah. use uh, Logic, right? I started, like, way back when using Cubase. Did you ever mm. use that? Yeah. And then, um, and then GarageBand. <laughs> and oh, then, wow. And yeah, and now, like, Logic. But Logic's very similar in the way it works to GarageBand. So that was a pretty easy transition, really. I think it would take me a long time to ever call myself a producer because mm, it's just mm. not it's not something that I know enough about do you get mm -hmm. artists that bring in like nearly finished 
songs to you? Uh, I don't like doing that. I don't like, um, I don't know. I I don't even like to collaborate over the internet that much anymore. Like I just like to be in a room with the people that I want to work with and just like make stuff on the spot kind of, you know. I think and, it's really hard to get on the same wavelength as someone if you're not in the same room as well. Yeah. Especially when you're making music. Yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. And especially mm. when like, yeah, I feel like with music, it, it really got to, you got to be on the same page, you know, because I, I don't do yeah. this because I need like money or for like, a like, you know, this, this is my passion. It's, I mean, it is my career or my calling too, but like, you know, I want to make music because in the end of the day, I want to have a beautiful song that I'm proud of and that I know people are going to like. And yeah. like I've been in sessions where it's just about, you know, where I maybe like the artist, but like he's signed to a label and then it's like, okay, we need hits, you know, we need a hit, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, bro, come on, dude. Can we just make good, like cool music spontaneously and, you know, do stuff? Nah, man, we need a safe hit. And yeah, we should do something like this or like, like, like this song that's popping and this song and then like you're like bro no this is i don't like that i I don't know i don't like that type of stuff i like to make music like especially recently because in in quarantine i've been so uh isolated and just like by myself and so lazy i've just been like playing video games <laughs> and then um sometimes that's where the inspiration comes from though yeah, honestly, I learned a lot about myself. Like, not only that yeah. I'm good at video games, but I also learned that, like, in music, <laughs> like, you're, like, you know, like, sometimes... Because that's when, like, everybody that makes music knows this thing called resistance, right? If you've read, like, mm -hmm. the... Like, have you read The War of Art? No, but I know, I know the kind of thing you're talking about. Yeah, I feel like everybody, like, at some point comes around this, like, thing called resistance... Yeah, it's this like invisible force that's just trying to keep you from being creative. And it can like take its form in like procrastination, excuses, in uh, overthinking, self-sabotage, or like uh, addiction to media consumption, something, right? And I really learned more about how overcoming my resistance makes me better. Or how to even overcome it. And I realized that it's really like in this book, uh, The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield kind of like, he had this like one quote um, that really like struck a chord in me. I was like, oh, wow, this is sick. And it was about another book where like some woman said, um, you imagine a box in your hand, right? So you imagine a nice like box in your hand and then you open the box. And yeah, what's in the box? And everybody thinks about something different in, in that box, right? And that's how I've been treating my creativity lately. I just like, I literally, even when I feel weird or just like when you wake up and you're like depressed for no reason or you're just like, you don't feel like it, you know, you're just, you're just in this little rut in the morning or something. I still <laughs> just sit down now and go onto my computer. I open my FL Studio and I ask myself this question, what's in a box today? And then I just start like making something, you know, and so often something like really beautiful comes out where I'm like, wow, this is, this is sick. You know, this is dope. And do you do that every day? I do that every day now. You say yeah. what's in the box? What was in the box this morning? I didn't do that. 
like today because like i woke up pretty late and this is the yeah. first thing but today i did it with this podcast i was like okay fuck it what's in a box you know okay. i'm not gonna think about what i'm doing this but i'm still gonna do it later in the day when you were saying that i was like well in my box there would be a glass ball i don't know why why is that what does oh, that mean wow i don't know maybe it's like some on some oracle type vibes i don't know maybe you want to see the future i don't know <laughs> Maybe yeah, your future is uncertain and it's easily breakable. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I try to remember what was in the box for me. It was, I think it was a flower. It was like a flower was the second thing. And the first thing, what was it? Can you have more than one thing in the box? Well, I opened it multiple times. So it oh, was like, okay. so in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to open a box. And at first it was something different than a flower. And then the third thing was like something to eat, <laughs> like this chocolate bar. <laughs> and I don't even eat chocolate because I'm like lactose intolerant. But it was like this anime chocolate bar and I knew it was really tasty. It's just a metaphor for like creativity, right? So like, yeah, I like you know, that. I think that's like cool. the muse, like people talk about the muse, like, and yeah, that, it's really like that though. Don't you ever like make stuff and you're like, wow, I made this? I was talking to someone recently about this, um, a, a mixing engineer, actually. And mm -hmm. he was saying that um, he used to do a lot of songwriting. And mm -hmm. he was saying that there's like this journey that you go on sometimes with a song where you're like, you you start writing it and you're like, wow, this is, this is really good. And then mm -hmm. you carry on writing it and you think, this is the best thing I've ever written, ever. And then there's a dip after that, and it's like, oh, this this is actually a bit shit. Mm. And then and then it's, whoa, this is great. And then by the end of it, it's just, it's all right. It's yeah. okay. Uh, that's exactly how it goes. You have like you start with like one line, you're like, wow, this is gonna be amazing. Yeah. And like, ah, oh, no, I hate this. Yeah. So sometimes, like, I've come out of sessions and been like, wow, that that's a great song, but not mm. necessarily. I don't feel like I ever get the feeling. Well, maybe I've had it a couple of times, but not very often where I'm like, this is a, a hit song. Because I try mm -hmm. not to think about it in a commercial sense, like you were nah, saying. Nah, that messes you up, I feel like. But I feel like just making music everyday thing is, um, or as often as you can. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a different approach, kind of. I feel like it's, it's kind of in our nature to sit down and uh, try to make the best we can, right? Like you mm. sit down... Each time you sit down and make a song, or at least for me, I sit down and try to make like the best song that I can. And yeah. I don't know, that might be the wrong approach. Like, obviously, it's quite a lot we, of pressure, isn't it? Yeah, like, because why not just sit down and express yourself, you know? Just like make express something. Express yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Be yourself. Be yourself. You Do you ever get something? writer's block? Uh, yeah, not that much anymore. I used to really a lot. Yeah. Like I used to get a, oh, I used to have heavy writer's block, but I feel like that was just um, resistance. Nowadays, it's more mm. like, okay, I gotta like, once I start writing, it's, it's usually easier. It comes when yeah. I'm drained. Sometimes I'm a little drained when I make too much music, when I feel like I'm repeating myself or something. But yeah. That shouldn't happen either, I feel like. Because if you really ask yourself what's in the box, 
there should be something <laughs> different. And if it's the same thing, you probably should accept it. The box has become my god, kind of. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. The, it's my philosophy now. <laughs> In the producing community, we call it beat block. So, uh, like when you, yeah, when you don't have cool ideas for beats, <laughs> and it's it's usually uh, sometimes we think something is wrong with us, but I feel like it's really natural to have um, that block because it it's just it's it's telling you something, right? It it's might be telling you that you have to learn something new. Like sometimes it's yeah. telling you that you need like a break and maybe you're even just tired physically. Maybe your ears need a break and your eyes and you just need to breathe and be healthy and stuff. Um, yeah. And sometimes it might tell you that you kind of suck now or that you like <laughs> reached a plateau, you know, because you got you get better kind of every time you make something. So mm -hmm. but you can't just go up up like straight like all the time. At some point, you're going to hit like a ceiling. And then you need like some new skills. Maybe it's in the form of like learning to sing better or try out different things. For in producing, it's often that you need to try out new sounds and get like some new VSTs. Whenever I get like a new VST and new sounds, I'm just, I just love it. You know, you have like new strings or you have some Asian instruments or some, you know, something cool. Did you ever used to listen to songs and, you know, oh, like yes. have a, a really good beat and think, oh yeah, I, I want to. Just when you were a kid, you know? Is that yeah, the thing that you wanted to do? I always wanted to do that. I, I was yeah. always like, I played saxophone as a little kid. And I was really? always like, yeah. Oh, played, amazing. Played, but just like two years. And it was just like Christmas songs. But it sounds really cool. <laughs> oh, I played saxophone. But um, Do you ever play it on some of your tracks now? Uh, no, I can't play it anymore. I tried uh, it. I bought I bought a soprano, soprano saxophone. But I used to play alt. Um, yeah. And uh, I can still, I still have the ear for it, but my technique is just horrific. And it's like, it's like, <laughs> so I'd rather play it on the keyboard. Yeah. I always thought I had this like rhythm and these cool ideas for things, you know? I was always like tapping like on my, on my like leg. I was always like, like I was always just like, you know, like drumming everywhere and just like humming stuff or like whistling. Or like making random yeah. like or writing like some poetry or like making I remember one time we had this kid in our class. It was in fourth grade and I think I don't know, he said that Spider Man was dumb or something. Or he pissed me off in some weird <laughs> kid way. And I like made this like song about him in like a like it was like a poetry kind of song. And it was just like a mad diss track it was really bad and now I, i feel really bad for it now i'm kind of proud about the melodies and stuff but it took like some melody from <laughs> yeah like everybody in the school sang it and it was like it was he just got this it's, it was basically mobbing i, I felt That's bad it, it was in fourth grade <laughs> and uh, oh wow yeah i don't know i always just enjoyed making stuff and creating things out of like nothing is selling beats online like the main thing that you do? Uh, not really anymore. It's still like a really like big source of income. So money wise, yeah, I would say that's the biggest source of income. But uh, time wise, it's, it really isn't like I make like two beats a week and upload them kind of, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, my main focus right now is just on getting better as an artist and dropping songs kind of i've seen you've been dropping singles 
a lot recently? Yeah, yeah. I, Do you I, prefer doing that over like saving them up for an album? Yeah, I don't I don't believe in albums right now. Cause like Yeah. I think people don't have time for albums. And I the whole think, album thing's so weird to me. Yeah. Because I I mean like I used to and and the albums that I used to listen to, like front to back over and over again, mm-hmm. I still really love those albums. But from a listener's point of view, if I'm really being honest with myself, mm-hmm. I haven't listened to a whole album me for neither. a long time. A long time. Right? Like even the best shit, like even like the best albums yeah. you like you don't put on an album. You put on a playlist, you know? Like a mood playlist or something. Yeah, or workout playlist or your your own, like, yeah, do you use Spotify? Yeah. Yeah, so on Spotify, you make your own playlist of, like, stuff, right? Like, you, your favorite songs and stuff. Or, like, a curated yeah. playlist or, like, your favorite songs. I don't know. Or listen to podcasts. Yeah. Or, yeah, and it I never mean, contains an album. Yeah, it, right? So. <laughs> it's never an album. It's like tracks on an album, but you could drop those yeah. as singles too. Do you feel like you'll ever put out an album? Of course. Now? Of course I want yeah. to put out an album at some point. It's just, it it doesn't make sense, right, to put out albums. But like at some point you want to have like, even I want to create a listening experience, even if it's just like a one or twi- or two times or like maybe three times that people listen to it, you know? Like yeah, still it's still a cool thing, um. But it's gonna be like in the future, you know. I think yeah, it's usually um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think big albums make sense. And if it it would be more like a, a small album, maybe like seven songs, five songs or something. What I did, yeah. what worked really well, was like beat tapes. You know, beat tapes. People for some reason like like to listen to, like they just. Like, I just put, like, five or six beats, maybe sometimes ten. Just instrumentals? Yeah, just instrumentals, and I put them on Spotify, and they do really well, too. I don't know. Oh, cool. I feel like people put those on when they're, like, gaming or when they're doing something or just chilling, you know? Yeah. Because let's be honest, who sits down and listens to music attentively nowadays? If you're not used to critiquing music or listen to your own music critically... Who's got time? Who's got time to do it? Right. I don't like, know. Anna, when was the last time that you just sat down and were like, okay, I'm a, like, not your own music, not to like learn something from a song, but like a song you like, and you just sit still and you put in your headphones and you just listen to music. Like, I feel like not a lot of people do that. I feel like people like do stuff while they listen to music or like it's in the I, car I, or I, something. I genuinely can't remember. I feel like. I feel like we're talking like 10 years ago or something crazy. Yeah, it's definitely long. (laughs) It's definitely a while, I think. You know, sometimes like as an artist, I've been really picky or like uh, specific about very small things in my songs. Mm -hmm. At times I've had like producers or mixing engineers being like, you know that like we can do this and that's cool, but you know that no one's going to (laughs) care. No one's going to hear this unless they're like... Unless they solo that track and yeah. like have headphones on, like really decent headphones on, they're not going to hear it. So is it wasting time? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it also depends at what point you are at, right? Like for me right yeah. now, I'm at the point where I, I still want to establish myself as an artist, right? Because my followers and a lot of people, like they still see me as like origami beats, you know? 
they don't see me as Gami, the guy that sings. So right now it's like still the phase where I know my songs are like so far away from perfect or like even like sometimes the mix is just trash or like it's... Do you mix your own stuff? Yeah, right now I mix my own stuff. I got a friend now that mixes um, my music from like now on soon. But I don't know. I like to mix my own stuff too. It's nice to have the control sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I'm really controlling. Like, I'm, I think it's an only child thing. You know, if you, like, grow up an only child, you just don't like to, like, you don't like anybody to, like, have a say about, like, your stuff. You know, like, don't touch, touch my stuff. mix. Don't touch my drums. Don't touch my reverb. Well, I guess, like, in a way, it's truly your vision. Yeah, it's, yeah, so that's it's cool. not true, kind of. But like, yeah. I feel like somebody mixing your stuff can just take it to another level. Yeah, true. Like I, I'm working with a, a mixer right now who's just, I feel like every time I send him stuff, it really takes it to a different level. Like it's really? crazy. I think it, oh. if you get like a, a good mixing engineer, it's just like so it's different. different sonically, yeah. just sonically really. But yeah, facts. whether the average person, the average listener would would care or notice i still don't know i don't know right and like i'm at a point i just want to i feel like i get better with every song and now i have songs that i made like half a year ago where i'm like you know that i maybe haven't finished or something where i'm like oh, i don't even want to finish this one it's not as good as the stuff that i can do now you know yeah and yeah. i feel like i just need to drop stuff and just because i'm i don't care about how perfect the music is i just want to make stuff that feels good to me and i want to get over this like fear of dropping because i feel like every time i drop something new there's like this weird fear of like being judged right that you have to overcome as an artist and with beats it's really faint because like it's just an instrumental you know i mean it's an instrumental come on like of course you don't want to drop like a whack beat but what are people even going to say? Oh, wow, this beat is whack. Yeah, okay, not a problem. But, like, your <laughs> voice sucks. Like, you know, there's, like, a different <laughs> level of, like, oh, fuck. Like, this might be, uh, you know, <laughs> this can be hurtful. Like, you don't want to sing bad. Like, it's just, imagine being in front of a really big crowd and just singing horrible. You know, but it's, like, the best you can do. There's like that would be painful. Yeah, that's painful. But it's like, if you think about it, that's kind of what you have to go through when you first learn how to make songs, right? Because like, yeah, I already have an audience, and like, I drop songs, and like, I'm like, wow, I literally this is the best I can do. This is the best <laughs> I can do, but it's still not on pitch, bro. I'm like, okay, I just have to drop this. Fuck it. I'll just drop it. Because <laughs> only that way you get it out of the way and out of your yeah, system true. and you get better. I think uh, it was Ed Sheeran that said um, you have to like make like, it's like a clogged uh, pipe or something. You know, like how you have like these, um, I don't know how to say it in English, but it's like where the water comes from. When you, the, the tap, is it the tap? the tap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have like the tap and you know when you have a tap that has like dirty water or something, he said something like that. Um, yeah, it's like opening that tap and just flushing out the dirty water until the clear water comes, and that's like your songs that you <laughs> drop early. It's just yeah. like like these thousand songs or hundred songs that you flush out that are just whack, 
you know, until like the clear water comes through. That's what I'm doing now, man. I'm just dropping my shit. And some but then of once the it's clear, good. it's clear. That's yeah, it. that's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get this clear water. So what kind of um, kit do you have right now in your home studio? So I use a uh, uh, UAD interface, like the Apollo Twin, a Neumann U87. I use um, the HS8 like studio monitors. Yeah. There. And then I use this like ISO Vox box. Yeah, just my laptop, a MIDI keyboard. I have a bass that I never use. <laughs> I have uh, um, uh, two guitars. Actually, most of the stuff actually comes from Toman. And yeah, that's pretty much it, bro. I make all nice. my shit on my computer. So in FL Studio, I have my whole orchestra kind yeah. of. Uh, for any producers listening, my favorite VSTs um, are... Contact 5, Keyscape, uh, Omnisphere, um, Expand. I really like Expand. I think it's really underrated. And yeah, for mixing and stuff, I use the Apollo Twin because it has like it has really nice plugins and really nice compressors. You have like this um, uh, CL2A and you have like all these like old vintage compressors that would cost you like thousands of dollars and you get them for like a couple of hundred like yeah as like a software emulation it's really sick i'm going to ask you like a couple of last questions okay <laughs> social security number <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is your track of the week my track of the week you mean yeah. the song that i like to listen to yeah oh i love uh, earth wind and fire uh september oh it's like I could listen to that all day. Okay. That's like so fire. Nice. And if you had one lesson that you would say is the best lesson that you've learned so far in your career, what would that be? Oof, holy shit. That's uh, <laughs> a big my, question. The best <laughs> lesson. All right. Okay, it's a Hannah. Big question. What's the best lesson that I've heard? I mean, I like that year? box thing. I think that's a great lesson. Oh yeah, like that's definitely one of my favorite recent ones. Yeah, but I think, um, yeah, I think uh, life is about consistency. Like I think getting better at anything, it's it's just consistency. Consistency yeah. can make you so happy. There's nothing better than knowing that you have the willpower and the the um, the energy and the the force in you that you can uh, do something every day. Because imagine. You like just start like I don't play guitar, so it, like, and for the people that don't play guitar or something, imagine you playing guitar every day for like thirty minutes or an hour, and imagine where you would be in like two years, like how good you would play guitar, mm. and you can apply that to pretty much everything. I did. I remember I used to think singing was solely a thing of talent, like of how like your vocal cords were or something. Like I never realized that. Yeah, that's when, I, when I was younger, that's what I thought. Because like some girls were able to sing and I wasn't, you know. I was like, yeah. wait, I can hear what sounds good. I have really good pitch, but I can't sing. And then it took me a while to realize, oh, wait, people actually practice. If you do something productive every single day, you're going to get so much better at it. And you're going to feel more um, more confident because you know you can trust yourself to do stuff every day. Brilliant. Thanks very much for speaking to me today. Yeah, nah, hold on, Hannah. What, what I, uh... was your number one? <laughs>
<laughs> my what my track of the week nah, i don't uh, care about your track of the week oh, i want to know that your life lesson my life lesson um yeah my life lesson it god it is a tough question right damn <laughs> not easy i think um yeah maybe just to do what you want to do like uh, I think it's important to take on advice sometimes but if you're making music in a way that doesn't make you happy then that seems like a waste of time to me I think it should be fun and if it's not fun Mm. then the process needs to change or like your priorities need to change because if music becomes like just a job Mm. then that's just such a shame is that okay that, that is okay. <laughs> I mean, it's your life lesson. It's my life yeah. lesson. Thanks so much for speaking to me today. Hey, Jamie. thanks for having me, Hannah. It's been really cool. I hope you have a good week making beats. Yeah, same to you. I'll be making loads of beats. <laughs> yeah, make cool beats. <laughs> thanks for tuning into this episode. Be sure to hit subscribe and leave a comment to let us know what you think. And I will see you next time on Backstage Pass.